on the first words in the Torah Bereish, in the beginning Hashem created Rashi Rashi quotes the Maimah from Rabbi Yitzchak that which Rabbi Yitzchak said which is shouldn't have started the Torah only from the, the Psukim in which is basically the first mitzvah that Hashem communicated with the Yidin Carbon uh, Pesach and so on which is where the law the uh, the mitzvahs of the Torah begin up till there is basically historical so he should have started only from there why did he start from Bereshis in other words there's so many parishes which talk about the history of the Jewish people it's because he tells the he related to his people, to the Jewish people, the power of his of his deeds, giving them an inheritance of a land which previously belonged to other nations, meaning Yisrael. and he explains as the myth that by giving the historical view of how what happened from creation until Matan Torah. This, this is a response to what the nations of the world say to the Jewish people. They say, You are thieves. That you conquered the land which belonged to the seven nations, the Canaanites and all the tribes there. So therefore, the response to that is, the, the Yidin respond, the entire earth, the world belongs to Hashem, who bara, he created it, and he gave it to whoever he wanted, and then he took it away from them, and he gave it to the Jewish people. So that's why the Torah starts with telling that Hashem created the world, and so on, so that when the time comes that the Goyim have the Taina, why did you take away our land? This is the response. It's Hashem's land, he gave it to you first, and then he decided that he's giving it to us. But from the way, if if you look at the wording, Rashi says he shouldn't have started the Torah. Rabbi Yitzchak says you shouldn't have started the Torah from only from And then he continues to Matam Why did he start the Torah with Bereishis? And Nish the Loshim in Medrashim, and he doesn't use. The the uh, the wording that is brought in a number of midrashim, which is that he shouldn't have written it into the Torah at all. Never mind. It's not about what what he starts with and what comes first and what comes later. In those midrashim, it says he shouldn't have related the history at all. The Torah is not a history book. So why did he start? Why did he write all the historical? Um, details of creation and so on so from the fact that uh, Rabbi Yitzchak doesn't say it that way and Rashi doesn't quote those Midrashim he quotes Rabbi Yitzchak his mashma it seems as the Shaila in Dem Maimer that the question being posed by this statement is Nisht are the parashas from Bereshis biz ha'chedosh ha'machwal nishkedavshtein in Torah he's not trying to say that the whole historical uh, picture should not have been written at all. 
It's only a question of the Onif from the Torah. Rather, it shouldn't have been the beginning. That's not what he should have started with. He should have started with somewhere in the Torah. It should relate the details. Because he, Rabbi Yitzchak is saying that the beginning of Torah, the opening of Torah, should have been laws, mitzvahs. But of course, at some point, he should have also introduced the, his, the history. And since the answer to this question is in case the people, the nations will say kum to so comes out from this as kadeitzu shels and the taina listem atem cholu that in order to respond to their complaint that the Jewish people stole their land is nishkinugas beishes bara vetstein ergetz vu in Torah it wouldn't have been enough if somewhere in the Torah it would have had the history as well because otherwise he didn't have to start with Bereshus, he could have written Bereshus somewhere in the middle, and we would still have that response, so clearly then the, the response can only be if the Torah starts with the history then if it would have been written somewhere else in the Torah in Torah that has to be the beginning of Torah only then is it somehow a response to what the Goyim will, will complain about and the reason is the the logic here is Rabbi Yitzchak asked why did he start with this he didn't say why does he write the history he says why did he start with it and the answer is in case the Goyim will say so in other words had he not started with this and only written it somewhere in the middle it wouldn't have been an answer to them somehow is to Mu'a so that's, uh, that's strange even if this history would have been written after the beginning of HaChedesh which talks about mitzvahs we would still know that the whole world was created by Hashem and therefore he, he gave it to whoever he wants and so on, that would still work so why wouldn't it be a good enough answer and that he has to start with the history in order to fend off that complaint we also have to understand since he shouldn't have as Rabbi Yitzhak says he shouldn't have started the Torah from, only from in other words that Torah from, if you look at from the perspective of Torah it would seem that the beginning should not be with or either it shouldn't have started there or it shouldn't have had in other words the historical view shouldn't have been there at all especially when he puts it in those terms he should not have only from here it shouldn't have started from here only from there you um, which in other in some contexts means if the Torah writes it in such a way if it's written in such a way it means that it is essential what we're saying now is essential without that you can't be Yitzha this is the way in Halacha that would be the conclusion that you can't be Yitzha only if you do it in that particular way so in other words it shouldn't have 
done from here, only from there, is more than just a suggestion, it's also essential to the matter. If so, Vikumta, so then how is it that if Taira says that it doesn't need Bereshis, or at least it doesn't want to start with Bereshis, so how is it that in order to um, counter a challenge from the other nations on the Baitan, the Psaidah, Funim, Akoshka, Mezuzain, and Taira's Riksav? For, with, we should either change the order of how Torah should be written the written Torah should be written that it should have started with or even more that we should add something to the Torah which the Torah itself wouldn't have done why? because some non-Jewish people have some sort of a challenge for that we change Torah even more it would seem that you know just in order to counter that uh, challenge from the Goyim it would be enough if we had a historical you know an oral tradition that was handed down from generation to generation similar to what the entire Torah this was not written in the Torah it's things which are handed down generation to generation as we find in fact in the Gemara's Gviya Ben Pesisa Tarembe de Taina from Bnei Africa, that uh, Gviya Ben Pesisa countered, he, exp- he answered that which the African people challenged him as Eretz Kanan Shalonui, and he said, as the Gemara tells the story there, as and he said to them, Eretz Kanan, uh, sorry, they said that Eretz Kanan belongs to them, and he answered in Mitananda what he gave another explanation. So he gave them a different explanation something that is not at least clearly stated in the Torah Shavik What he said to them, there was a debate between the Africans and the Jewish people in front of Alexander the Great. And they said, as we said, the Africans said it belongs to us and they brought a Pasuk in the Torah, Knan, that, that it belongs to them. So he answered, I'll answer you from the Torah too. Um, Canaan was the uh, the Africans are descendants of Ham, and Ham is a slave to his brothers. So whatever the slave owns, the master owns, and therefore belongs to us. So this is not a something which the Torah clearly states as the explanation why the Jewish people have as Israel. Well, that is that to the Bnei Ishmael, Bnei Keturah, the same also to the uh, the descendants of Ishmael, and so on. That they said that belongs to us. So another answer was given to them, and it's not necessarily the answer which is that the Torah gives a whole historical account in order to answer it. So why here do we need an entire historical account in the Torah in order to answer that question? Is the fungedrungens for from this we understand as the inu from pasuk bebereishis that the fact that it was we open the Torah with bereishis is nishnar. An is not really an answer, not only an answer to them, to the other nations. But rather, it's something that we need to understand. The Jewish people themselves need this as an explanation. In Zayir, Hashem, in our own learning of Torah and in our Aveda, this is something that speaks to us. It's not so much that we need to have an answer for them, it's we need an answer for ourselves. 
was the mitvet oich verstehen verstehen im Tam so that in this way we will also understand the reason was in the Pasuk was very gebracht in Meimer Rab Yitzchak that the Pasuk which is brought in this uh, what Rab Yitzchak's statement that he related the power of his deeds in order to give us the inheritance of Israel. It doesn't say over there that it's an answer to them, nor that this is something that was told to the to us, to the Jewish nation. In other words, that Hashem should relate that He was the one that created the world, and by this answer why we have Eretz Yisrael and so on, that is something that is spoken to us. It's not so much to be able to relate it to the Goyim. So that the Yidin shouldn't think that by them conquering from the lands which belong to the other seven nations, and as they listen, that we should consider ourselves to be thieves because we did that. The Tzeltmezei, therefore, we are told we are told right at the outset of the Torah that Hashem created the world and that this is the reason that why we shouldn't feel guilty that we took the land of the seven nations so in other words the Torah starts with Beresh is not so much the change is not there in order to answer to the Goyim it's more that we need to understand that it's a message to us but still the question remains why does that why is it so essential that the Torah has to begin with this so we'll understand this by first understanding the explanation that the Tzemach Tzedek gives and this is a an explanation which comes from the perspective of Chassidus he explains what Rabbi Yitzchak is saying what does you conquer the land of the seven nations? What does that mean spiritually speaking? The kibush, the conquering, the avodah from Eden in the Aratzes, which means, the, the conquering means the avodah that the Jewish people are doing in the land, in earthiness. Ubachlal in Welt, in the, in the lands and in the, in the world in general. The Jewish people conquer, which means they take and they use worldly matters in other words things which are not necessarily a mitzvah but just ordinary mundane neutral matter in the world they use it for the sake of serving Hashem so what they do is they turn that matter that earthly matter that goyish matter and they turn it into holy matter so in other words, so they, it's taken away from the Goyim's control and it becomes even not just mundane, but it becomes holy. So it's certainly not the Goyish matter, but even it takes it away from the control of the mundane, the ordinary, and puts it into control of holiness. Now Tashmish as he says, it makes it into things which are used for holiness or even something that which, which becomes inherently holy and that the holiness can become even that we can transform some material matter into the holiest of the holy so what it means is conquering the, the land of the seven nations means we take mundane matter which seems to belong to them 
and we turn it into holy matter, which means we have taken control of it. If them is the tiny fundamental, so this is what the Goyim are saying. List them at them. You're thieves. You take away what that which is supposed to be our territory. These things which are, are under our control, say the Goyim, or at least maybe not uh, Goyish, but at least they're mundane. Tain in the Umas, so the other nations uh, complain, they, they challenge. Geher and Suzei, they say it belongs to us. As Yaakov Esav Hamzich Tzatelt Mid the Eilamis, that Yaakov and Esav divided up the worlds. Yaakov and Genuma and Eilam Abba. Yaakov said, I will take as my inheritance the world to come, Ganeiden and so on, at the time of Mashiach. And Esav, Eilam and Esav said, All right, I'll take control of this world. So that's how it's supposed to divide it. And therefore, is loit umasailam. So therefore, the in their view, in the view of the non-Jews, the avodah from kibush. So the avodah that the yidden do in order to conquer and make holy mundane areas in the creation, through which we broaden the territories of kedusha. Because the more we make holy, the more kedusha broadens this territory. And they say, this is theft. You are stealing what should be under our control, according to the agreement, and you're making it into a holy matter. This is not, you're not supposed to do that. That's supposed to be left to our control. So the answer to this is, Hashem created the world, which means, everything comes from Hashem. The whole world uh, with its earthiness and everything belongs to Hashem. Who bought it? He created the national and he gave it to who he decided it was the right person for it. The fact that these, that the world, the mundane areas in the world, have been under your control before. Aveda was applied to it. In other words, before the Yidden began to do their Aveda, the fact that it was under the control of the nations, or or at least it was mundane, it didn't belong either to the nations or to the Jewish people, it wasn't unholy or holy, is Narbal Salam. It's only because Hashem decided that it should be under their control temporarily. It was His will that as a result of the sin of the uh, the original sin of the Eitzadas, so it should fall under the control of Klippa of the Umas the nations of the world. Other, however, does the only reason he put it into their control was in order that the Noch afterwards that eventually he intended that the purpose of it was that, that it should be taken away from them that the Yidin through their Avedas should capture, recapture that uh, those areas and bring it to the Kedusha again Hashem wants that the Yidin should bring it back from them take it away from them and to bring it back to the te- to the environs of holiness this is given just as it was before the sin of the Eitzadas, that everything was under the control of uh, Kedusha that this should be done through the Aveda 
the conquering, that the Yidin should reconquer that territory once again. And that's the meaning of he shouldn't have started the Torah only from a Zalachem. Torah is hecher for my seberesis. Torah as a rule is transcends the the creation. In other words, the world, the physical world. Torah is on a higher level than that. Including also the work that the Yidden do in order to recapture mundane, the physical, back into the territory of Kedusha, which is, uh, that's what he calls the, the, the work of conquering. So that is also on a lower level than Torah itself. And as it is also simply understood by the person, the Yid, that's doing the Avaida. When a Yid studies Torah or he's involved in actually performing the Mitzvah, at the time when he's learning Torah, doing a Mitzvah, he's involved in holy activity. Learning Torah, doing a Mitzvah. And therefore is a step above, you know, the world. Dealing with the world. But when it is involved in ordinary mundane things like eating, sleeping, and so on, even if he's doing it for the sake of serving Hashem, like if you eat in order to be able to have the strength to be able to serve Hashem, even at that time, when he's doing it for the right reasons, but they're still called your activities, your things, as the Pasuk says, in all of your ways you shall know Hashem. That means that it's still considered to be your way, the thing that you're doing. Or call all of your activities should be l'shem shemai, meaning when you're doing things for yourself, it's called your own activities, not Hashem's work, which is a mitzvah or a teirah. In Yonah Yerushos, it's called your own, you know, optional things which you're allowed to do, but uh, but they're not considered holy. So those things which a person needs and wants, and uh, because. It, it is essential to life in order to be able to live you have to eat so therefore a person gets hungry in order to be able to eat this comes from the animal soul is what motivates and drives one to eat so even though he does it for the right reasons but it's still considered the Nevesh Bahamas. it's still considered mundane earthly matter whereas when you learn Torah you're involved in Ketusha when you do a mitzvah you're involved in Ketusha so in other words, Torah is on a higher level than creation. Lloyd Dembier. So according to this explanation, so first, uh, before we start, the Lloyd Dembier. So in other words, the answer is that that's where it starts. It should start from holiness, not from from Maisa from creation. Torah is holiness on a higher level than the the Aveda that you do in creation. So it's Torah should have started with with mitzvahs rather than with creation. But according to this explanation, so that even re- makes greater the emphasis, the question becomes even more emphasized. 
that Matam Pasuk Bereshis. Why did he start with Bereshis? It's a sins, the work that we do in order to conquer the world. In other words, what we call is 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 on a lower level than Torah mitzvahs is emes So while it's true that this all has to be spelled out in the Torah, because avodas abirurim is a very essential part of what we do. So that we should know that we have to do this kind of avoda of refining the world. When it says nishkain and that we are not uh, thieves and that we're meant to be taking as much of the worldly matter and make, turning it into holiness. But how is it? But why should that be where the Torah begins from? Why would it start from that? And especially in light of the, what we understand that in Torah, when something is put first and something is put second, the first thing means that it's the more important thing, the higher level thing. Order in Torah is very essential. And if something comes first, it means that something is more, that thing is more important. So how could it be that the work of Avaida with the worldly matter comes first and therefore is higher than the Aveda of the Torah mitzvahs themselves, or mitzvahs. One of the explanations that we could give in this is even though this work of conquering what is called is in it's true that when you look at the pecking order or the hierarchy of what's higher and lower and more holy and less holy, certainly that Aveda of Torah Mitzvah is on a higher level than Aveda Sabirurim. From Dezveg, but on the other hand, is the Kavon Elyen the real purpose of the creation of the world, is that Hashem wanted a place in the lower world, where he would be brought into and made comfortable in the in the physical world, and what he means in the lower worlds is as the Alter Rebbe explains what it means. You wanted a place in the lowest place where there is nothing lower than that, the absolute lowest place, which is the physical world. And this purpose, which is ultimately the purpose of the entire creation of the world, is brought out, that is accomplished in Avedis Abirurim. Mer untife vidurch becomes accomplished even more and in a deeper way because we reach much deeper into the lowliness of the world through working with ordinary matter rather than doing learning Torah or Doing some, uh, using a holy object for doing a mitzvah, so that can elevate those elements. But how do you elevate elevate the lowest of the low? That is done by doing by eating a meal and doing it the way in order to serve Hashem. And since through the working with the lower elements of the world, the creation, the the physical world. That's how that when we make that into a place where Hashem also dwells, because we brought Him into it by doing it the way He wants it to be done. Also, use it doing 
also when we do our own ordinary things that we do for our own sake not for the purpose of doing a mitzvah but we do it in order to serve Hashem so those things are literally the lowest elements of the creation so then we accomplish the ultimate purpose of creation in a much greater way than through learning Torah doing mitzvahs so that's how we accomplish a greater thing in the big picture and in a similar way is there's also a higher level sort of a certain quality and that kind of Aveda as it affects the person as well. That when he when a person is involved in Avaidas Birurim, which means eating like a yid and so on, he has to call out deeper powers from the soul, it's even more than you need in order to study Tayro do a mitzvah in order to be able to to accomplish that even when a yid is not in the environment of holiness like in a shul or in a base medrash and so on nor but when a person is out there in the in the real world what they call you know in the world out there then you should also be connected to Kedusha always in constant contact with Kedusha it's easier to do that in a shul but when you're out there in the marketplace it's much more difficult so you need deeper, more commitment and so on, you have to call out deeper reserves from the soul in order to be able to accomplish that that a person should reach the level that everything that he does, even in the outside, in the in the physical world, is only done for the sake of serving Hashem. Or even on a higher level, that in every way and everything that you do, it's only for the purpose of serving Hashem. In order to be able to accomplish that, in the simple sense, you have to be more committed. In, to be a mensch in the shul is one thing to be a mensch out there in the world is a much bigger commitment in order to accomplish that you have to have a deeper connection with, uh, with Hashem a, a connection which should not be weakened even when you're busy with worldly matters that even then you should be in constant contact with Hashem just like in the middle of davening or in the middle of learning that takes a deeper, that takes much more in other words that it affects the person more also it calls for a greater connection to Hashem to be able to accomplish even more than to, uh, to learn and daven or to do mitzvahs and that's the reason why the Torah begins with Bereshis because the ultimate purpose of the creation is is that Hashem wants to be brought into the lower elements when we say the lower elements it means the lowest element possible and that is accomplished through the Avaidah of Bereshis 
rather than Achaydesh Hazeh. In other words, the creation, the mundane, rather than the holy, the mitzvahs. Hey, so that explains why, even though Torah and mitzvahs are higher, but the ultimate purpose of creation is more to work with creation. Hey, the beaters of Anishmaspik, but this doesn't give the full explanation. Because from the, the way he uh, develops this idea, why did he start from Bereshim? That if the Goyim say, is Muchach, from there it seems as possible that starting with Bereshim is the Farvas Lulezeh, is because had he not started from Bereshim, a Philippine Bereshim will give Ishtanish better in Torah, even if Bereshim would have been somewhere later in the Torah. Volt noch geblieben an Ort of Tainus Oumus as Listematen it would still leave a certain uh, the, what the Goyim say would have still had some validity because the Torah didn't start with Bereshis because that's the reason that he gives why he had to start with Bereshis but according to the explanation we just gave it comes out more as the time was possible Bereshis that the reason that he starts with Bereshis Nishkedetz and the Taina from Listematen is not in order to push back against their complaint that we are thieves only to to emphasize to us the it's just to explain to us that it's even more important to do than learning Torah because that's the ultimate purpose of creation that the reason that is first is because first means more important, meaning to say that the Avaidus Abirudim is more important than the learning of Torah because that ultimately delivers the purpose of creation. But it doesn't explain why otherwise we wouldn't be able to explain to the Goyim why we have a right to do all this. So we'll understand this according to what is known as that in worldly matters there are two levels, two different categories, types of matter which we deal with. One is there are certain things which are neutral. That the way we conquer, meaning elevate them, is through the avoid of everything that we do should be l'shem shemayim, and b'chol that everything that we do is a way to become closer to Hashem. And those are the yeah unkamuvan as it's understood and obviously also through the study of Torah and kima mitzvahs. So that's we use mundane matter, let's say, for a mitzvah too. Then there is another category of creation, which is Dvarimasurim, things which are out of our reach, beyond our reach, those things which the Torah prohibits. We have to have no contact with them at all. Because the energy, the godly energy that's in there, or at least the energy that keeps them in existence, is connected to the three um, the three clippers which are be, uh, which are completely evil they have no good in them at all that also these things also have a spark of holiness within them 
It's only a spark of Kedusha that could actually bring life and existence to something. Klippa doesn't have the power to keep things in existence. So even when there is energy which is connected to Klippa, of course, underneath it all, deep within it, is a godly spark. Because everything exists only because of Kedusha, through the energy of Kedusha. Nor only, so why is this called Gibel Klippus Atmeis that have no good at all? Nor the Eira Kedusha Vdinitsutsis, but the problem is that the holiness that is found in this spark that's buried in the Gibel Klippus Atmeis is in Zebet Tachos Ahelem, is so utterly concealed there that it's Azoyaz so that, and we're going to skip the, the next paragraph and go to the next one and then circle back to it. So that they can nishnis baravern and oilozayne ktusha, so that they're so the the holiness is so deeply embedded and so com, some completely concealed that they cannot be elevated to ktusha. On the far zayne zeidvorim asur, and that's why they're called things which are pro, prohibited to us. Which means we have no ability to be able to elevate them, and therefore they're prohibited to us. Because that the, the holiness that's in there, which there is a, a holiness, but it's so far, it's so concealed that we don't have access to it. We're circling back now. Norzelton, he says, there's an exception to this, a very rare exception. Nisht al and this is not what happens most of the time. Was in the was in them and the Torah generally addresses only the majority. What happens generally and doesn't necessarily doesn't usually deal with very extreme situations, but this is an extreme situation. So therefore, in general, the Torah doesn't address it. What is that? There is a possibility to be able to elevate even something that is osur, but it's very rare. How is that? Let's say something that's prohibited fell into a huge amount of kosher things. So that little, the minuscule amount that fell into it becomes bottle, it becomes completely lost in the mixture, and we consider the whole thing to be kosher. So now you can eat that thing which is prohibited too, and thereby be able to elevate it. So there is a rare example of how something that is Sholosh Klibus Atmeis can actually be elevated. But that's an extreme situation, which is not common. So the Torah doesn't really talk about elevating things in that way. Another example is Dainus Nasik Gezachis. That's when you commit a sin, and then you transform it to a mitzvah durch tshuva, through doing tshuva ma'ava, to doing an intense level of tshuva, so that is also an exception where you can take something which is prohibited and you've transformed it through tshuva into holiness so that is something unusual but the, the general the common way is that it's beyond our reach we're not allowed to deal with it because we cannot elevate it as he said we already covered the next paragraph so those are the two elements, the things which we are able to elevate and the things that are beyond our reach. Things that are prohibited. Based on this, we could say, as the Iketaina from the Listim Atem Beruchni is, that the main 
what the Goyim are really bothered by when they say that we are thieves is they are talking for the most part about the things which we're not supposed to be involved with the things which are prohibited to us and that they, there is room in the Torah to say that they're correct a Jew has no connection to that he should, a Jew shouldn't be involved in that at all because a yid that behaves according to the laws of the Torah it's not possible for him to be able to elevate things which are prohibited he should have no connection to it at all one has to turn away completely from those things and you have to reject things which are prohibited to you which means that even according to Torah itself that even according to Torah these are not in the in the environment of a Yid they're not supposed to be in your area of work you're not supposed to be working with that nor you have to leave them in the under the control of Klippa that's what Titus says you should do leave it there and that's what they mean when they say You're, what are you getting involved in our territory and therefore if Bereshis would have been written after Achidish, after the mitzvahs and that this is an essential thing as we said before that it says it shouldn't have started only from Achidish which means that's the only place that there is a possibility to start the Torah from it would seem from the mitzvahs that mitzvah Torah atzma that the Torah itself demands and expects fodert azir that the Torah itself says I am supposed to start from Achidosh that's where I begin from the mitzvahs in other words which means what does that mean if you start the Torah from if the Torah begins from Achidosh mitzvahs and then goes on to tell you about you have an, there is a need to conquer the world as well. There's another Aveda of Avedis Abirurim. It would have meant all Avedis Abirurim can only work through Torah. It starts with Torah. Through Torah, you, sh- you have to do your Avedis Abirurim so that there is no possibility for Avedis Abirurim only in the way that Torah allows. Only through the learning of Torah and the f- fulfillment of mitzvahs. So then, conquering the territory of the Goyim, which includes, and for the most part, would pertain to what are you doing being involved in Gimel Klibis Atmeis? Why, why do you think you should conquer Gimel Klibis Atmeis? That is strictly the Goyish territory. Then it would have been thievery. Then they would be right. If the Torah started from Torah mitzvahs and then goes on to explain birurim, so then they would rightfully say, "What are you doing touching gimel klivus You're not supposed to elevate that and conquer that. 
the Torah starts from Torah and mitzvahs. That's the way you should do practice your Avedis Abirurim. What are you doing involved in Klippigimulosatmeis? Why do you think that you're allowed to elevate that, that you could elevate that? That is thievery. That's Kazela. So that explains why the, if it started from HaChadosh Hazed, they would have had a good time. But in fact, it starts from Bereshis, as we'll explain. Vov, the Taina Vetfaremfer, the Midvas Posel Bereshis. So the answer to this, to this challenge from the Goyim is answered by the fact that the Torah begins with Bereshis. Even though it's true that if you go, th- if you behave in the normal, conventional way that the Torah demands, you cannot elevate the holiness which is found under the control of Gimel Klibis Atmeis or the Dvarim Asurim. But then, since we are connected to Hashem Himself, and Hashem transcends the Torah, so He Himself, since Hashem, not the Torah so much as Hashem Himself, because we are connected directly to Hashem, so we have the power, the ability to do Tshuva as well. As designers that when you do the intense tshuva, which is called tshuva out of love, you can even transform something that was negative into a positive. Kemaim Chazal, as our sages tell us, as dafke ben shalu lagosvaruchu chayte ma onshay, that it's when when the Hashem asked, when Hashem was asked, sorry, Hashem was asked, what sh- somebody that commits a sin, what should be his punishment? Amalahem says, set them, or what should be, how do you deal with it? Amalahem, Yasu Chuba, Yiskapale, let him do Chuba and it'll be forgiven. Mashenke Mishalu, the Torah, but when Torah was asked the same question, what should somebody do? What do you do with somebody that committed a sin? The Torah did not say you should do Chuba and it'll be forgiven. So when Torah was asked that same question, it didn't give the answer that you can turn a negative into a positive. That's Dainus Nasa Kizachis. Only when you ask Hashem, which means Hashem transcends Torah, you can go around Torah and go directly to Hashem. Do you get that kind of ability to to be to elevate even something that it comes from Gimukluzatmeis? And through this, one is able to elevate even those nitzutzes which are found under the control of Klippa. And the reason is because ultimately everything comes from Hashem even those things which are prohibited to us would also have an itzus of Kedusha as we said before that the fact that they exist and live is only because there is holiness within them and Hashem is a control of those things as well the, the prohibited things as well and since Hashem, the essence of Hashem, is transcends any kind of um, quantification of if it's concealed or revealed, the reason why we can't touch something that is prohibited is because the holiness is so deeply 
uh, embedded in there that is completely concealed from us. But to Hashem, this means nothing. There is no such thing as concealed. So even these sparks of holiness which are deeply embedded in which the godly light is uh, energy is completely concealed since to him they're not concealed so they're one with him they're completely connected to Hashem even those sparks of holiness which are under the control of Klippa and it's for this reason that's why we have the ability that through Tshuva we can elevate them because ultimately they are always connected to Hashem so it just takes us in the, uh, only through tshuva, because we're not supposed to ap- approach that directly, but if somebody committed a sin through tshuva, you can elevate even that. And the reason is because it's essentially still connected, always connected. But since the teira is oir, the gilu is when, since ultimately, how do you reveal, how do you bring out the holiness in anything? It's through Torah. Even those things which essentially transcend Torah. In other words, the Aveda of Tshuva, which deals with sparks of holiness which are connected to Hashem in a way that transcends Torah, as we explained before. But So even those things it's Torah that reveals even this idea that you're able to elevate sparks of holiness which are concealed, embedded in Dvarim Asurim and prohibited matter the fact that this can be elevated because it transcends Torah and it goes directly to Hashem even that has to be revealed to us through Torah because all godliness, all Kedusha is revealed through Torah that's why it's Torah that needs to start with Bereshis to reveal to us that this is something that could be accomplished. And this is the difference between what we said before that there are two, the Madrashim have two different versions of this. In Maimir Rabbi Yitzchak, on the one hand, you have what Rabbi Yitzchak said, Matam Kos, yeah, there are two versions to what Rabbi Yitzchak said. One is, why did he write Bereshis altogether? And the other one is, Matam why did he start with Bereshis? Why the, the, the different opinions on this? To explain to us, to reveal to us that the, the elevation of mundane matter, neutral matter, it's enough that it's enough that it would be written in the Torah somewhere if the Torah writes it somewhere we find that the Torah allows also or tells us the importance of elevating the mundane world that even though as we said before the Aveda of elevating the world has a certain quality even over the avoid of Torah mitzvahs as he explained because that's the ultimate purpose of creation so 
Torah itself tells you that this is okay, and even more, that this is essential. This is what we have to do. That even though this is something that transcends, that, uh, you know, it, it works outside the parameters of Torah. The work with mundane is outside the parameters of Torah, essentially, because Torah should be transcendent, should be higher. But so Torah itself tells us, no, you should do this kind of Aveda also, and that it's essential to do this Aveda. That is true wherever Torah would, would record it, even if it was somewhere in the middle or even at the end. But when we want to talk about elevating things which are prohibited, is nisht al This is something that the Torah doesn't tolerate. The Torah doesn't allow a yid to approach and delve and deal with dvarim asurim. It tells us to reject it. Because even if somebody says, well, I'll commit a sin, and then I'll do tshuva, and then I'll elevate it. So that's a good way around this problem. But even that, even when you do that, you are committing a sin, and you deserve a punishment, in accordance with what, the, what you created by committing that sin. So even though ultimately you will have elevated it if you did tshuva, but you created, you committed a sin and you created a p'kam. So in other words, that Torah doesn't tolerate that. Violet is pagan because as uh, we know that uh, by committing a sin, you compromise Shemavaya and so on. Umitzad dem inyin in kibush ar And because of this, for this, it has to say at the beginning of Torah. Torah has to open with that. Because in order, where do we get the ability to be able to elevate something that is under the control of Klippa? That only comes from something that transcends Torah, that goes above Torah, as we said, it's connected to Hashem Himself. That's why, in the order of the way Torah is written, it has to be written before even the Torah talks about the mitzvahs. First starts that which transcends Torah, that which is connected to Hashem, and from because of that, we have the ability to do tshuva and to elevate even things which are klibazat meiz, and then you can get to the Torah, or rather to the mitzvahs. Zayin. And this is also what Rabbi Yitzchak means to say. What's the reason that he started with Bereishim? To tell us, to tell us about the uh, about this. To the Yidden, which is his nation, he transmitted to them. Higid means he told them, but it also means transmitted to them. And he handed over to them, he gave them the ability to deal with his creation. The ability to be able to deal with everything that is in the entire creation. Because since Yidin and Hashem are one, and that connection, that you, that oneness between the Yidin and Hashem is even higher than the oneness between Torah and Hashem. 
Kemaimachazal. And as our sages tell us, as Yisrael Kodmelutayra, that the Eden come before the Taira, which means they are on a higher level, they are closer to Hashem than the, even the Taira. The Viber Habm Eden Demkayach Fanakadosh Baruch Hu. That's why the Eden get their uh, disability from Hashem directly, Shalomaylam Taira, going around the Taira. To be able to do through which we're able to elevate even the mice of which are Averis, even that can be elevated. But since the Aved of a person has to be in an orderly way, as Oich is Oich Azoi in Indian Tshuva, so that's true for Tshuva too. Even Tshuva needs to have be done in the proper way. At the beginning of a person's avayda, when the darge fun tshuva by mention atzmai is noch an inyan fun, noch an anoyfim as a filt as an avayda b'shteit from uprising zich from ra. When the the person doesn't reach tshuva yilah, the very highest tshuva, all at once, tshuva begins also in an orderly way. A person does tshuva initially because he feels that he's been torn away from kedusha and therefore has to tear himself away from his uh, involvement in evil. I feel I need to get away from that. That's where it starts from. Is the Chuba Bargashasa and in the Bedugmas Gzela. He sees, in other words, that he sees that there is the domain of Klippa and the domain of Hashem. And because he doesn't see it yet as one domain. So he has to tear himself away from Klippa, which means there are two different domains. Therefore, he also sees whatever he takes away from Klippa as being, I took it away from them. So he still sees it in a way as, I'm taking something that doesn't really belong in the domain of Ketusha. I have to capture something that belongs to Klippa. That's only at the beginning of the Avedah where a person still sees the need to tear yourself away from Klippa, from from the things that you've been doing which are wrong. The Nachabar, but then it reaches a higher level. When it comes to the Hechre Dargif in Tshuva, when you reach the higher level of Tshuva, Baruch Toshuva Lukim Hashem Esona, which is expressed by the Pasuk that the spirit, the soul, turns, turn, returns to the God from which it was emanated. In other words, that Tshuva is seen not as tearing yourself away from evil, but the need to become one with Hashem. That's the driving force. Not, I gotta go, get away from these horrible things that I've been doing, but I need to get closer to Hashem. As er filt in sein tshuva de tnuah fun that the thing which is driving the tshuva is the need to return to your source. Biz tzu elokim Hashem Till this level of the to Hashem Himself, to His initial where it was emanated from, that every it comes from within Hashem. And the reason that He feels this is because the source of His soul, the very deepest element of His soul, is now illuminated in these. The part of the of the neshama which is one and connected and always loyal and always in in good standing with Hashem and that is revealed, that is sort of burning within him so that's why he reaches this higher level of tshuva 
is so the same also applies to the way you see the elevating those those things which initially were connected and you had involved them with them when they were asur that through this tshuva you are able to elevate those sparks as well as demel the heriter so then you begin to realize and appreciate v dos is nisht and in yifugzela dormemcha akela begins to see this is not tearing it away from klipa at all that is not we're on a step higher than that mimcha hakel a yid that is doing tshuva because he's connected and needs to be essentially connected to Hashem begins to see that everything is part of Hashem and therefore it's not taking it from one place to another it's just reconnecting it with Hashem and the ganze yiride from the netzutzes and the whole reason that they fell into the control of Aliyah was only there so that they can eventually be elevated so he said Ramanas Livnes similar to the idea that sometimes you have to demolish in order to be able to rebuild properly so also in, sometimes things have to fall into a deep place in order to be able to be elevated to an even higher place that you should be able to return them back to their rightful place in direct in connection with Hashem through Tshuva and through this the Yid also gains that quality of Tshuva that as it says that in a place where about Tshuva reaches even a Tzadik Gomer cannot reach there so the Yid himself also the Baal Tshuva also becomes elevated through this Aveda of returning the, the uh, even such deep klipa, such nitzutzes that are deep, buried deep in klipa, to their source, and the that's why, eventually Hashem will bring all tzaddikim back in tshuva as well. In other words, that a, a tzaddik also has to reach the level of about tshuva. Karaz Chazal, as our, teach, uh, our sages teach us. So yeder eden when he gets a yeden tov kol yomer b'tshuva our sages tell us that every single yid every single day of your life has to be in in, in the avodah of tshuva which means every tzaddik has to be involved in the avodah of tshuva because tshuva is what can elevate the deepest places.